0: Former President Trump has been acquitted by the Senate, approval ratings of the Biden administration are all over the place, and the Biden White House is taking shape, and we're getting some insights. I'm Joe Moronsky, and you're listening to The Political Informant, your place for fact first politics. In a 57-43 to vote, with seven Republicans voting to convict the former president, the Senate has acquitted former President Trump of his charge of incitement of insurrection. The trial, happening exactly one month after the House voted to convict Trump, lasted five days, most of which were filled with the Democratic House managers presenting their case. Right from the start of the trial, we saw that things would be contentious. There was a vote to declare the trial unconstitutional, which did not pass. Now, this was a 56-44 to 44 vote, with six Republicans voting that the trial was constitutional. These were Senators Susan Collins of Maine, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Ben Sass of Nebraska, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. On Wednesday and Thursday alone, House managers spoke for just over nine and a half hours, which is a lot of time. They presented timelines, videos, graphics, showed dots that represented different people to show the proximity. They reminded us of just how close of a call it was on January 6th and tried to hammer home that rioters quoted Trump during the insurrection and tried to draw a correlation between his words and the actions. Now, that was the thing that they really needed to do. Without drawing the connection of his words and the actions of these rioters, they really had no case. The entire case was based upon the fact that President Trump's words directly resulted in the actions of these rioters. Now, they showed a lot of clips from people talking to reporters and quoting him, um, but it obviously did not go over too well with the Senate as he was acquitted. His defense attorneys spoke for not nearly as long as the uh, House managers, and they presented their case on the fourth day. They said it was just words. They quoted where he said, quote, patriotic and peaceful in his Stop the Steal speech, and they showed a video of Democrats saying the word fight. They claimed the impeachment was just for politics and a show, um, but it was definitely interesting to hear their take of things. Now, the team representing the former president were not impeachment lawyers. Most of them uh, were prosecutors or civil attorneys. So it was definitely interesting to hear from people who don't necessarily work in this field, but were putting together a case. Um, we did have one moment of unity throughout this entire trial, thankfully. Uh, some of you may remember seeing Officer Eugene Goodman. He is the Capitol Police officer that led protesters Uh, up the stairs and away from the Senate chamber. They voted unanimously to award him with the Congressional Medal of Freedom, a, a definite deserved honor. He led the rioters right away from the Senate chamber into a line of waiting officers. House managers did show a video of him warning Senator Mitt Romney to take cover, and they showed just how close it was. He led the rioters away while senators were still in the chamber, And Vice President Pence was next to it in the Vice President's office. He saved the two groups from meeting by mere seconds. It really is one of those moments where you sit back and realize just how close of a call it was, but it's also one of those moments where you sit back and realize that there's people who put their lives on the line every day, our first responders, our law enforcement, our healthcare workers, our firefighters, and we really should be grateful for them. Mississippi Democratic Representative Bernie Thompson has filed a lawsuit in federal court against Trump and Giuliani, claiming that they conspired with a f- with far-right groups like the Proud Boys to incite the violence at the Capitol. Uh, Bernie Thompson is the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, but he did file this in his personal capacity, and this represents the first civil lawsuit against the former president. He used a post-Civil War federal statute that was actually designed to combat the KKK. It allowed KKK members to be sued personally for using, quote, force, intimidation, or threat to prevent people from performing their duties. It's definitely an interesting route to take, um, and something that I don't think many people were expecting. But how do we move ahead? President Biden has remained relatively quiet about the trial, but he says he wants to move on. Democrats keep attacking the former president for things that happened on January 6th and beyond. This has become something that's not just about the actions and events of January 6th, but a way for Democrats to get back at President Trump. This is about change. We need to move forward. We need to see representatives working together, not fighting each other. We need to see people taking action against the things affecting Americans, not the things that are in the past. It's time for us to move forward. We cannot create change in a world where we only look back. Yes, we need to use these past lessons to learn, to grow. It's just like we always hear. If you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. But at this point in time, we are learning, and the best way to learn is to move forward. The nation is more polarized than ever in recent years. New polls are being released and showing how divided we really are as a nation. From whether or not we'll get a vaccine to our approval of the president, everything seems to be dividing people. So I want to talk about a couple polls and discuss how we even use polls to learn, grow, and make predictions about what may happen. So Gallup just released a poll that shows Americans are more divided over President Biden than by any other president in recent history. At the start of their first term's, these are the approval ratings of former presidents. Trump had a 45% approval rating. Obama had a 68% approval rating. Bush had a 57%. Clinton with a 58%. HW. Bush had 51%. Reagan had a 51%. Carter had a 66%. Nixon had a 59%. Kennedy had a 72%, and Eisenhower had a 68% approval rating. President Biden started with a 57% approval rating, which is not terrible. Uh, It is higher than the approval rating of former President Trump. However, the American public is more polarized over Biden. Only about 10% of Republicans approve of President Biden, whereas about 15% of Democrats approved of President Trump. So what does this mean? Uh, Well, quite frankly, President Biden's plan of unification is off to a rough start. America's polarized and he has to find unique ways to unite people. Joe Biden might be the president that unites America, but as of right now, it doesn't look that way at all. For more information on the Gallup poll, feel free to head over to josephmoronsky.net forward slash the political informant. You know, sometimes the most telling states are swing states, even not during an election. So let's take a look at North Carolina. Now, North Carolina did vote for President Trump in the 2020 election, but they elected a Democratic governor. So definitely a unique state. The High Point University Survey Research Center recently published a poll, and it showed that just 51% of North Carolina residents approve of President Trump, with 32% disapproving and 17% not knowing or refusing to answer. This was published on February 9th, so relatively recently, uh, but it also was before the conclusion of the impeachment trial, so I am curious what the effects of that would be, but we'll have to stay tuned for that. They also asked residents of North Carolina what way they think the country is going, and only 27% of North Carolina residents think that the country is going in a right direction. Now, that's a little bit Interesting to hear. 51% of residents approve of President Biden, but only 27% think the country's going in the right direction. 60% think the country is on the wrong track, and 13% did not know or refuse to answer. But what does this mean? Well, first of all, it truly shows the divisions in our nation. People are confused and they realize that things may be going wrong, yet they approve of Biden. Is this because they think President Biden will? be the change that we need? Or is this because they think President Biden is not doing enough, but will do more? We'll have to wait and see on that. But I do want to talk about polls as a whole. Are they effective? Yes. Are they always right? Not at all. These are meant to be indicators, not the truth. Nowadays, they're used as talking points and taken as the truth when they should not be. That's not what they're for, and that's not what they are. Research where polls come from. Research who was polled and make sure it's accurate. If you poll only Republicans, yeah, you're going to have skewed results. But quite frankly, those are the polls we're seeing on a lot of these major networks. It's easy to set up a poll center. You pay some people, you get some phones, and you're set. But to do a poll correctly, fairly, ethically, and truthfully, you need to do the right thing. And that's what we're missing. With the Biden administration almost in office for a month now, the dust is starting to settle and we're getting some more insight as to what the day-to-day looks like there. From a fire in the Oval Office to a morning cup of Joe, no pun intended, President Biden is finding his new normal. However, normal means COVID safe, and that's where some new changes come in. The West Wing is pretty quiet right now. A lot of staff members are working from home due to the pandemic. There's a TV monitor in President Biden's office that he uses for virtual meetings, and most recently, he had a virtual meeting with Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. One of Secretary Buttigieg's security guards tested positive for COVID-19, and he is now in isolation. Also, nearly a quarter of all senators have already been to a meeting in the Oval Office with him to discuss the COVID-19 relief package. He's receiving the president's daily briefing every day, which is a change from the Trump presidency, as President Trump was not receiving the briefing, according to some reports, whereas others say he did receive the briefing. He's been seen taking materials from the Oval Office back to the residents to review, and this includes letters from Americans, which is something really interesting and I think very important for any good elected official. You were elected by the American people you should listen to the American people. You can't rule for yourself. If we look back throughout history, philosophers and history dictate that it's not good when you get somebody who's ruling for themselves in office. And I I do think it is a good sign that President Biden is taking those letters back uh, and, and at least hearing what the American people have to say and not just taking it at face value and hearing what his aides have to say. He also does start every single morning with a cup of coffee with the First Lady, Jill Biden, and that's something that's very sweet, uh, but also important to any good leader to still maintain values. Things are moving quickly and divides are growing. As Americans, we must begin to come to the table together. Both sides of the aisle must meet in the middle, because change happens through compromise. I'm Joe Moronski and you've been listening to The Political Informant, your place for fact-first politics.